are listening to the Heartland Author Podcast. I am Aaron Apollo Camp. For today's episode, I had the opportunity to interview Alexa Nazaro. Alexa is the founder of Atsel, that's spelled A-A-X-E-L, Audio Services, a company that provides editing, publishing, and marketing services for authors, as well as Two Pigeons Press, a book publisher. I'm here with Alexa Nazaro, who is the founder of Atsel, that's spelled A-A-X-E-L, Author Services, and Two Pigeons Press. Alexa, welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. Thank you so much, Aaron. Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure, okay. So as you mentioned, I am the founder of Axel Author Services and Two Pigeons Press. Axel Author Services is essentially an author services agency. We work with authors and writers at all stages of the writing, editing, publishing, and book marketing process. And I'm also a writer myself. I've been, you know, I'm one of those writers. I've been writing my whole life, and it's actually what I studied also at university. So it's it's my passion. Okay, now I have to ask this question because of your your first name sharing the same name as the Amazon voice <laughs> assistant, but uh, uh, ha- uh, have you ever uh, been annoyed by someone uh, uh, saying Alexa to address you and uh, their voice assistant, uh, it, tri- it trips their voice assistant? Absolutely. It's happened quite a number of times. And ironically, one of my clients is in, uh, he's in California and and he's in the AI industry. So we always laugh every time that happens because at some point on a call, he'll mention my name and then it comes on and we just both have a laugh, but it definitely happens quite a bit. I have my uh, Amazon Fire tablet uh, shut down right now to avoid this (laughs) issue. That's good. Smart thinking. Now, uh, what is Atsel Author Services and what services does Atsel provide to authors? Sure. So we really work with authors who generally are looking to publish their own works. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are at that stage necessarily when they contact us. Sometimes they just they have a first draft written and they're kind of in that phase of not knowing if it's worth anything because as writers I think we all well it's very natural right to get that writer's angst of is this any good does this have any potential so we meet a lot of writers who are still at that stage of the process and then we also work with writers who have a finished manuscript and they're interested in publishing it themselves for whatever reason they've decided to not go the traditional publishing route which is you know which is sometimes still a preference for some writers but the ones we work with are generally writers who you know I like the creative liberty and the creative freedom and the control really over the publishing process so I'm going to publish this book myself and do what I need to do to find an audience so Services really range from the editing. Uh, Editing is a big, big one, not just line editing, but developmental editing. We do quite a bit of that. And then the publishing process entails pulling together all the elements that you need for a professionally published book. So book cover design, interior layout, figuring out an appropriate 
retail price, figuring out appropriate book categories, drafting and, you know, crafting a really intriguing book synopsis and author biography and pulling all of that together and eventually utilizing the print on demand platforms that are available so that the book is available for purchase worldwide, essentially through all major book retailers. Now, who are some of the authors that Axel has provided services to? Well, I mean, our authors, we work with authors across all genres. So that's one, we don't really have a niche. Uh, generally, the authors that we work with, some of our most popular genre are memoirs. We do get quite a number of people who have a story to tell that's personal to them, whether it's their overall life story. We recently worked with a woman who in midlife sort of needed to find a, a purpose. And so she started working in refugee camps and she wrote a really touching memoir about those experiences. We also have a lot of children's authors. I, I, it's, those are some of my favorite projects really because there's so much creativity that, that, uh, that is involved in creating a children's book. So I would say memoir, children's, um, fiction, just general literary fiction as well, uh, and, and certainly nonfiction. We just finished a, a book with, uh, with John Austinson, who's quite uh, an authority in, in, you know, in the United States for franchising. He's a very well-known franchising consultant. He wrote a book about franchising and how to find the right non-food franchise. So I would say those are our main niches, children's, nonfiction, memoir, and literary fiction. Now, what should authors look for when seeking uh, professionals like editors, book and book cover designers, and book marketing platforms and programs? So I think with editing, I think what's important is not every editor edits any type of manuscript. Certainly the editors we work with, there are some editors who just don't touch nonfiction for whatever reason and other editors who don't touch fiction. So I think it's important to recognize that editors, they have their own, you know, they have their own field of expertise as well. So that is one thing I would do. Certainly look at testimonials for editors and quite a number of editors, they, they might be open to giving you a sample of, of their editing. You know, it, it might just be a page or two so that you can get a sense of is their editing thorough and are they catching the, the, the kinds of things that you as a writer are hoping your editor will catch. As far as book design, I mean, this is so important. I would really, really encourage people to look at portfolios of designers that they are considering you you know there are so many platforms now where you can contact a lot of freelance designers but they're not all created equal and it's really imperative for the writer if they want a professionally designed book they want to make sure that that cover is going to look professional because there are tons of books being published every year now because of self-publishing and a book cover is really, really critical and you don't want it to look like a do-it-yourself cover. So make sure you hire a good designer. And, and if it takes a little bit of extra money, it just might be worth it if it means that your cover will stand out from the rest. Uh, now I'm going to uh, add uh, uh, 
uh, a little bit of some of my own personal experience trying to design a book cover for my own book that I wrote back in 2019, uh, I was not in the right mental state uh, while uh, designing my own book cover, and it was one of the ugliest book covers <laughs> ever. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I belong to a number of writers groups online, Facebook groups, and just because I like connecting with writers and I feel very much a part of that community. And it really, it does kind of stun me that even today in 2023, with all the access that we have now to designers from around the world, that there are still authors who clearly don't have a design background. They tackle their own book covers. And in all honesty, more often than not, it, the result is just terrible. And it's such a shame because there's no need to do things yourself that you just aren't frankly good at. <laughs> Uh, now, what do you consider to be the top three things to avoid in self-publishing? Okay, so the top three things to avoid. The first one would definitely be don't do things yourself that you're not good at doing. And this, this doesn't necessarily have to be book design. I mean, even designing your own website. Yes, an author website is an excellent idea. But, you know, doing a, executing a website well uh, certainly with WordPress and other templates that are out there, they certainly give you a solid foundation, but you still need to have that, that instinct for design. So I would say don't tackle things yourself that you either can't do or that you're not interested in investing the time to master. That would be thing, that would be my point number one. Point number two, you want to inform yourself. You don't want to over inform yourself. And there are a lot of, there is so much information out there, so many blogs to consult and experts and gurus, but sometimes there's an information overload. And then all of a sudden you just don't know what to do because they're telling you that this would be a good idea and this would be a good idea and you can get overwhelmed. So I, I think that would be another thing. And I would also recommend don't, get caught up in the hype. Um, I'm, I'm a proud member of this industry. I think it's a very exciting industry to be a part of, but there's no doubt that hype is an element of that industry. And that hype can be anything from, you know, earn thousands of dollars a month on your book. Let's become a bestseller. It's, it's important to keep your feet grounded and realize that your book is not the only one being released on in any given month. There's you and many, many other authors. So just stay grounded and recognize that you're not the only one. And that doesn't mean that your book doesn't have potential, but you have to be in it for the long haul. You need that stamina. And I work, you know, I meet a lot of authors and it happens. It's bound to happen that, you know, often you get caught in what I call the honeymoon phase after publishing. All of your friends, friends and family are picking up your book. You have a wonderful book launch. You know, you have some great things, you know, starting, but then life can creep and life can get in the way. And all of a sudden your book falls in terms of the priorities on your list. 
And then sometimes you get disappointed. Well, don't get disappointed. You have to keep going. And the beauty of self-publishing is that there's no hard timeline that you have to work with. You know, you don't have that three-month opportunity and then your publisher says, okay, well, we've given it what we can. You can revive a book a year, two years later, but just recognize you need to be in it for the long term. Now, uh... One now another thing self-publishing authors should avoid if all possible or outright scams and that includes vanity press scams. Uh how can self-publishing authors avoid being scammed by a vanity press and are all vanity presses scams or just some of them scams? Well, no doubt about it. Again, going back to my theme of hype, there are definitely some that are scams out there. And it's not just about publishing. We're seeing more and more scams with people emailing authors saying that they're working with Hollywood studios to secure movie rights and they can get your book turned into a script and or contest. There are so many contests out there. You know, you have to pay an entry fee. And is the contest even worth anything? I mean, there are scams in different variations in this industry, I find that one of the key things to not getting scammed is to really understand what publishing is and what rights you have. Because for instance, one of the things that can happen is you might sign up with a publishing partner and they will retain control over your book and all rights to your book. You, you need to study your contract. What we always tell authors is we're not a publisher, we are a publishing partner, meaning we work with you so that you can publish a book well and one that is going to be very well designed, but you remain, you retain full control and, and creative control and financial control. And there isn't going to be any fine print that you didn't catch because very often, you know, authors will call me or write me an email saying, oh, you know, I published my book with so-and-so, but they're just not doing anything for me marketing wise. And then one of the first questions is, well, were they going to do anything marketing wise? Because sometimes authors will make a lot of assumptions without really understanding what kind of an agreement they're entering into with their publisher. So there are definitely scams, but it's at the same time imperative. Authors really bear the onus of understanding the nature of their partnership with their publisher because publishing and publisher these are words that are used so often nowadays and they they are becoming to mean different things to different people uh and uh an important part of uh uh writing uh books for uh, commercial uh, sale is book marketing and what are the musts of book marketing? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that question? I think you uh, what are the sorry. musts of book marketing? Okay, well, I would say some of the musts are definitely you want to have a little bit of a foundation. So I would say that that includes some kind of an author website. Um, you know, it's not every author wants to start engaging online and posting blog posts and whatever, and, and that's fine. That's actually why we offer very different versions of websites. You can have your standard five page website where you can blog, you can have an email, you know, you can have a mailing list, or you can just have a bit of a storefront. We also offer these one page websites, but either way, I think some kind of a presence online is important. 
Is social media important? Yes, it is, but I think it depends on the kind of book and also your level of interest because that would be one of the first musts for me when it comes to author marketing. Who are you as an author? For instance, podcasts can be wonderful opportunities for authors, but authors with the right type of book and authors who are comfortable doing podcasts. I've had writers say, I don't, I don't want to write a blog. That's just not my thing, but I can totally see myself doing podcasts. So it's important to know yourself and to not stretch yourself too thin because there are authors who, oh, I've got to get on TikTok and there's Facebook and there's LinkedIn. And all of a sudden you start off with really good intentions, but it's hard to maintain all of that. So understand who you are as an author. And for instance, if you're writing nonfiction, probably LinkedIn might be the best thing. Are book reviews always important? Maybe, maybe not. I find in my experience with children's books, getting some reputable review sources to review the book adds that credibility that librarians, parents, and schools are looking for, but it's not necessarily going to be a vital thing for a romance author, for instance. So I would say some kind of an online presence, certainly some marketing plan that moves beyond the first four weeks because the well will run dry if all you're doing is relying on family and friends. So leveraging your wider network, I always recommend a book launch and ideally a book launch at a bookstore, a public venue where people beyond your immediate network can be exposed to your book and discover your book. But as far as a marketing plan, it's just really important to know yourself and what kind of a book you've written and where that market is. So those are, those are some of the steps we walk through with our own authors because there's no one size fits all model when it comes to book marketing. In addition to founding Atzel Audio Services, uh, you founded the hybrid publisher Two Pigeons Press. Right. What types of books does Two Pigeons publish and how does a hybrid publisher work? So that's actually a really good question. So Two Pigeons Press is, it, we're still very much an emerging hybrid hybrid press. So hybrid, what that means is it's really taking the best of the self-publishing model, i.e. giving the author more creative control, more financial control, while also having the support of a publisher. So instead of just being a publishing partner, Two Pigeons Press invests in the book itself. So one of the, you know, a book that we're actually going to be releasing in a couple of months is um, an early reader's book. It's, uh, it's called uh, The Whole World Opened Up, and it's we're very excited about that. So the, agreement, the way it works with our author is there is joint investment in the book, so the author isn't shouldering the full cost. And we as a press, we are personally invested in the success of the book. So we have put into place various marketing initiatives and, and whatnot that we are putting in on our own voluntarily to give this book the added boost. And of course, as a result, there's also some royalty sharing whereby through Axel Author Services, we don't claim royalties. The, the author is fully entitled to all royalties because they essentially are publishing their book. Now, uh, you talked about uh, uh, book uh, marketing services, even if, uh your publishing contract includes some marketing uh, programs 
for your book, uh, does the author still have to do quite a bit of uh, the marketing work? Well, it depends on what they sign up for, I guess. I mean, certainly we've done marketing plans for authors and then authors will say, sometimes authors will say, please help me execute some of this, in which case they do get that continued support. And other authors will say, you know, I, I want to try to do some of this on my own. Uh, very often authors just also want, the, you know, the adventure and, and the learning curve of doing some of this on their own. So it really depends on what the author's looking for as far as support. Some authors need full support. Uh, we have authors for whom we're just pretty much doing everything, a press kit. We're doing their website design. We're coming up with their social media strategy and their mailing list strategy. And then other authors say, you know, give me a website, give me something that looks good. Give me like some starting points and then let me see what I can do on my own. So it's very customized. We, we don't impose a cookie cutter model on, on everyone. Well, let's say you were a very insightful guest and I, and I thank you for appearing on the Heartland Author Podcast. Well, Erin, thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Alexa was very insightful about book publishing and marketing, and once again, I thank her for appearing on this podcast. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination. Bye for now. You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at camparenapollo.witsite.com forward slash author AAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at AuthorAAC and on Instagram at AACScribe. Copyright 2023, Aaron Apollo Camp, All Rights Reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from https colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.